0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to What For? The podcast that asks exactly that. I'm back with the second part of my interview with Jamie, a really good mate of mine who is a poet and who lost his dad to COVID actually exactly a year ago tomorrow. So we actually set up this episode because of a poem that Jamie sent me on a voice note. We hadn't really talked much about his dad passing away other than the standard messages. But we've always written poetry, mine much worse than his, and we've always kind of encouraged each other creatively. So out of the blue, I get a message from Jamie and it's a full poem. And Jamie was happy to do the poem again and talk about what creativity, poetry, and that kind of cathartic reflection has has done for him in what's been a really hard year. Uh, Jamie continues to fight with COVID Justice UK for answers and to protect people from suffering what he's had to suffer. I love this guy, and it's quite clear when we're chatting how much I do. And it's also clear how much Jamie loved his dad. If there's anything that I want to leave you guys with, it's that. I'm sending all my love to Jamie's family and anyone else who might have lost someone to COVID or is simply having a really rough time in this pandemic. It's a great episode. In fact, probably my most important. So I really hope you enjoy it. Sending so much love out there, and uh, I'll see you on the other side. I met you. We we met in a in a in a beer garden and i referred to you as as a bloke was it a bloke who wears a suit on a train like because oh, <laughs> like, oh, that's the name of one of your poems What what's the title i work in the suit yeah, and, 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 I, and, and no one really got what I was saying. And I was like, No, I know you. You work in a suit. And like, everyone else was like, What? Yeah, man, we all work in a suit. I was there, like, being some like hipster journalist. And everyone else was there, like, working in Big Pharma or whatever the fuck you guys work for. <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, everyone goes to work in a suit. And I was like, No, no, no. And you were like, No, like, fuck, you, you've actually heard one of my poems. And I was like, Fuck yeah, man. Um, that, that, that blew my mind yeah yeah you were famous, man, and we chatted about poems, and speaking from your songs in the car to awkward strangers in beer gardens, um, <laughs> your words have beyond this sort of seismic shift in your in your life, words have been a pillar of purpose for you and and i was wondering if you could tell me what poetry has always given you and then what poetry is giving you today
0: i sort of came to it by accident a bit at primary school i remember being in a band or trying to be in a band uh (laughs) preach yeah (laughs) and um we were rubbish really rubbish i didn't I sort of picked up the guitar again because my dad played the guitar, and never got as far as writing songs. But I think I did away from the band. I think I, I thought I'd have my own solo project, and then and then never actually really wrote anything. In sixth form, I started writing a diary, like a journal thing. I just got dumped. This was so brilliantly teenager-y of me. Uh, <laughs> I got dumped. I took it so badly that I had a a, a, a journal for a good year and a bit. Obviously. The craft, the craft was forged in fire. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was compulsive. Like I actually, like I kind of, I had to make myself do it. I, I, I needed to, to write in this angsty little journal. I loved the feeling of putting words down somewhere and then kind of keeping them and then reading back over there. I loved memorizing lyrics and listening to them. I'm trying to remember how it started initially. I was at university and someone was taking the piss out of me. I think we'd just been to a night, like a drum and bass night or something. A friend of a friend came up to me and said, oh, Jamie, I heard you're an MC. And then I was like, turned around and saw the friend who told them that. I was like, no, no, no. (laughs) Listen to me. (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) Uh, But somehow that got my brain spinning and thinking, but how hard could it be? (laughs) and this is thankfully not not, not going to lead me to really uh doomed efforts to MC over drum and bass or anything like that but um it did get me like trying to you know mess around with words and rhymes and so on and um it never really led me anywhere in particular but i loved doing it and 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 the kind of feeling of like the satisfaction of doing something that like I connected with and, and liked, actually like liked and was proud of was was something I'd, I'd not really felt before. And when we met, someone had started showing me these open mic nights in London. There was a really beautiful place in St. Newington, a night called Forget What You Heard, uh, about spoken word, where these two really, really lovely guys ran this night. It was so welcoming, so warm, so friendly. And I went there every month to do new stuff when I had it. and then and then I don't know what happened I just I just stopped I, I stopped writing stuff that I was proud of or that I liked or that I rated um or that felt good uh either to write or to read back I was in the roundhouse poetry collective for a year where they get lots of young people who are like fantastic poets like much much better poets than me and I loved being around it and part of it and it kind of encouraged me to write at a time when I wasn't writing but at the end of it, at the end of that year, I kind of thought I would, I would much rather just be in the crowd, like sort of shouting on and encouraging these amazing mates of mine who were seriously, seriously good, who I should shout out actually, Sarah McCready,
1: um, Rachel O'Meara uh we'll share their, their instagrams on the what for the huge what for podcast
0: yeah, sure. <laughs> um, um, yeah it's basically just people who were really really great and had far more to say than i did another thing that's funny about it because as i was showing you last week like i've in 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 little fits i've been writing more again since dad died and and uh i don't know why but it's kind of coming, it's definitely coming out better. Like it's it's heavy. It's obviously very heavy and <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. a bit dark. <laughs> but aside from those heavy bits, weirdly, I feel much happier with it. I'm feeling like it's easier to get stuff out and rhythms and patterns and stuff are like emerging a lot more easily. Like, like, like they did when I first started writing stuff. And when I really think back on when I first started writing, I was I was like going through some really stressful exams and instead of revising, I sort of, accidentally spent most of that nervous energy on writing poems. I don't know what it says. I don't know if other people find this with other things, but when I've not been in that sort of state,
1: the stuff that I've written has been a bit crap. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I think so many uh, pieces of art are, are made off the back of pain. There's a whole school of creative educators who try and be like, yo, you know, you don't have to be depressed to be creative. <laughs> <laughs> because cause, cause I, I don't know if it's a societal thing or it's simply like the time that we actually stop and and connect to what we're feeling and, and, and expressing what we're feeling is is only when those feelings are like shouting at us.
0: It's not even like, oh, great, now I have this wonderful subject matter to talk about. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's actually like just, just the, the process, like feels with natural and, and, and the and the like the, the, the choice of words feels in in instance of writing poetry that feels like it flows a bit more easily. I don't I can't understand it.
1: Maybe it's just focus. Like and and, and almost necessity. I don't know if you call it activism, but but are Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna call it activism, so um, so tough <laughs> <laughs> um, but it it's a necessary outlet not only that, like right now and back then, like you needed a place to put that energy. You needed a distraction. Um, Although I don't know. I don't know if calling it, describing it as a distraction undermines it. Cause that uh, that's almost like it, it makes it secondary when maybe it's not. What do you think?
0: It's funny. Cause it's not, it's not that I just wasn't sitting down and doing it. It's that when I was sitting down to try and do it, it just wasn't coming out in a way like it, does when I've been more tense, or or mm. or, or I guess more like raw or something. So what was kind of like partly disheartening was that the times when I had previously sort of sat myself down to be like, right, you do love this thing, let's do some more of it, <laughs> uh, and then it was just like, oh no, you, you sure you love this thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's, that's so real. That's so real, man.
1: Jeez, I think that I think that might be the most upsetting thing you've said in this entire interview.
0: That's why you do other things.
1: It's <laughs> that, cool, man. Like, oh, man, do you remember that job where you wore a suit? I feel you. I feel you. Um, I, I I mentioned earlier that maybe. Maybe we could hear a few of your poems. I don't know if you want to want to take a break and, and and do them now or like yeah, like does that does that feel exciting or or, or natural to you?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, there's a few I been wanting to show you for a bit. Um yeah, I think I did. I think I did show you a few a few clips of them.
1: Um, yeah, well, you, you sent you sent me you sent me an audio like uh, <laughs> oh like a week ago. I was like. Fuck, man. Sad, Jamie. Sad, Jamie. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> we should keep him that way. How do we bottom? Oh, those? man. We should. We should really <laughs> upset him regularly. Just to really like drag him down.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, we can do. Yeah. I. I think I'd like to. Despite this being like the worst tee up to someone, um, like even by my standards, this has been self-deprecating. So then someone hoping to actually perform stuff.
1: No, I think you've been honest about your doubts. I don't think you said your shit. You just said when you're, <laughs> when you're happy, you're shit.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. Well, let's do the... Let's, let's start off with the one that I just wrote. Because I think it encompasses a fair bit of the stuff that we talked about. Okay. Eyes closed can lift off. I switch off. The part of my brain that counts the TikToks and loses one from each of my pairs. There. Try and stare now. Who are you trying to stare down with your loss running down your face, painted in mascara, man? I know how that feels. The realness, the finality. Pain brings clarity. The shadow of fear lifted. This is the future we've been gifted, the one they gave us. Oh, thanks. But where do I send it back to? Go back to the star, or at least back to the future my dad pulled through and his heart didn't stop. And where was the clockwork? the great strategy by design, count the bodies, it's a sign of the times, resign, resign. I watch the grains of sand tumble through the hourglass and I hope they bury you, with each one the weight grows heavier until you can no longer lift your lungs to breathe just as I imagine he felt in the ambulance. The metal tin hurtling towards Colchester so general must have been more several on that day. But by May, when of thousands, like a festival of the damned, come out to see Coldplay, to scream their lungs out, not knowing the free refills had expired, you're a fucking liar. And the words that leave your mouth will come back to burn you. He didn't deserve you. He didn't deserve this. God is my witness. I will go all in and dispense all of my energy to keep people safe from your fuck ups, your teething issues, your oversights, overbite, bitten off more than you can chew, true to form clown, why the long frown, the drawn out trauma on your watch must have botched it, still the clock ticks, and I've got to watch this prick bumble and bluster, what a total clusterfuck, ah, cry and sigh as I I just want to blow you away. Let the wind take you far, far with the rest of the ashes. Bar, bar, shepherded the disaster. The penny crashes, and you're the one they're pointing at. And you can't duck this one. Quack for the last time, claiming you are where the buck stops. So get off. Just get off my fucking TV, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sort of signposted, literally almost the majority of those references, I think, throughout the discussion.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was um, that was a solid summary. <laughs> um, what does it feel like saying that?
0: I think in itself, like putting those words together, is is an example of something that is cathartic. But I know, on its own, does nothing. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's this weird line where. The, the purpose of, of writing something like that was, it was just, for me, it was just, that was satisfying and like validating me in a way that was like, uh, I dunno, I guess I, I, feel entitled to, to, to feel these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's wrong and, and sort of trying to pull that together and try and share it. Um, you don't get to like sort of scream, Really, in in interviews, very much um, certainly not in my experience with uh, going on BBC and Channel Four and stuff. You can barely get a word in edgeways that alone.
1: Like... Yeah, man, that's just big media, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly. Like personally, it, it is.
0: It's helped me, like, yeah, just just straighten things out in my head. Um, but then also, I don't know. This whole this whole um, last few months has been a big nostalgia trip there's been as I said before a lot of cartoons there's been trips to skate parks which I haven't done since I was 18 uh trying to find like things that I know that like made me happy and smile and uh yeah feel a a bit more alive so so when I think about poetry I think about doing open mic nights I think about being like terrified but also sort of yeah um when it goes well (laughs) kind of like a, a, a satisfying recognition both like being able to share something um and you're not the only one who feels it uh and also a probably more like um weirdly validating uh experience of being like yeah that also wasn't rubbish,
1: which is,
0: which is the bar, I think, for most of this stuff, um, for me, anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, doing these interviews and, and just reflecting on on purpose um, and, and this whole what-for-hashtag-trademark um, <laughs> question, and, and the reason I always start with a story is, I suppose... It's because I, I am a writer and would like to see myself as a storyteller um, because it's it's my only way of, of making sense of anything. What your poetry and what your poem, and maybe that's because it's good what your poem did and maybe that's why you're happy to send it to me in an audio note in a way that you <laughs> haven't. Um, with uh, perhaps uh, previous poems that might have sucked, um, <laughs> was because that story makes sense, and, and we don't always have an hour or whatever long podcast interview to to go through where we're at to to be interviewed. So it's almost like your poem can let you listen to yourself and right now yourself is screaming yeah and that's why everyone wants me on there
0: (laughs) get me on the podcast the uplifting dude (laughs) (laughs) this guy's fucking jokes
1: (laughs) i mean i'm i'm happy i'm happy that what prompted me to get you on here wasn't your dad passing away it what prompted me to get you on here was was your part Um, so I hope that, I hope that means something because it meant something to me when I heard it here because yeah, you're, you're mourning, um, and I'm, I'm here and that there's like for me and, and, and I've had this with other people who've been suffering, like that distance, um, is, is a lot. And so, to hear you in your story as you tell it, and, and your poetry for you is, is how you curate that story and, and, and piece it together. Like, I'm so grateful that you were, that you felt inclined to, to connect with me like that. And I, don't, and I think I'm very grateful to your poetry for facilitating that.
0: Thanks, Phil. Yeah, it's 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 been a it's been a funny thing, for sure. But, yeah, but but yeah, it's finding a place to to share it and and be heard is is amazing. Particularly, uh, as I say, across distances with you in your your audio duvet cave, and me <laughs> still in my little corner in Bristol.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah man I do not I d I I don't I don't even know if I really communicate what I want to say there. I suppose that's again why why we should just write poems and, and not and not conversations. But um I suppose when someone loses someone, um you, people outside of that uh don't know what to ask or say or or and, and, and I've heard so many times from so many of my friends who've lost people like I oh, like people like treat me weird or talk to me weird and, and so the fact that you had this this vessel to be like yo this is <laughs> this is me and where <laughs> i'm at like and like this there's this is like umbrella of poetry to just be like yo it's art bro <laughs> like allowed like a candid thing and i don't know i i i really just want to like say thank you for that um in a way that doesn't sound tweet but but i think it does especially especially when you're fucking re- recording it
0: <laughs> no it's all right i mean i yeah thanks man i i, I appreciate it it's it it's this the the, the the experience of 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 really of grieving and then other people trying to be there and talk to you has been like a bit of a revelation really just the simple things and it depends i guess when you're speaking to them uh how everyone's doing but like simple questions like how are you for example big no 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 it turns out like massively triggering um hmm. and 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 a million things i never would have thought of uh become like really upsetting or or, or seem obnoxious or whatever whenever and all anyone's really trying to do is to kind of be there for you and, and 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 support you but yeah minefield serious minefield uh lot of unforeseen uh difficult conversations this year as a result of
1: of all of it is there any word of warning or even just like a um a piece of advice you might have for someone who like yeah like as you say like it's all well and good you can recognize the best intentions but like fuck like why did you have to open that box (laughs) yeah
0: yeah god um so i'm trying to think
1: you don't, uh, it doesn't have to be some kind of pithy comment. I, I, I don't want to. No,
0: no, no, no. no. I, I I wouldn't really know how to do that either. Um, I'm trying to think what was amazing. Like, like, yeah, surprising minefield was asking someone how they're doing. Don't do that. Just mm. assume that it's terrible. It is terrible. It will be terrible. Uh, uh, so, what's,
1: what's my the up question? What's up? What's up? Yeah. Yeah, well, your icebreaker
0: just being like, um, uh, yeah, I'm so sorry. Is there anything I can do? uh although that's also problematic because obviously you can't (laughs) um what do you need or like what can i get you (laughs) or something like that um you've never seen so many flowers and i was like i can't drink this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was just like what are these for? I don't <laughs> understand. I've actually we've actually we've run out not only can I not drink 'em, they're they're taking over drinking drinking vessels. <laughs> this is a massive inconvenience and they're gonna die anyway. Thanks this, for that. This,
1: this is. is a massive inconvenience.
0: <laughs> um, just like big
1: uh, email like <laughs> <fifth>. Thank <laughs> you for these it's massive 10. inconvenience subject. Line. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, and it's
0: probably about that point that you start realizing that like you're maybe being a bit irrational and you're like
1: um and you're, I mean f- but you're... flowers are a bit irrational too like like, <laughs> like they're an expression of love, of course, but like I don't know maybe I'm just bitter because I've got hay fever <laughs> um
0: yeah, that was so i was um sent a box of wine. And a bottle of whiskey. And I was so grateful for that. Although probably pretty enabling. Um something you can eat. Someone someone made us a cake. Um uh one of mum's neighbours made us a cake, and that was fucking amazing because uh it just felt totally incapacitated. And one of my friends gave me their login to Disney Plus, so I watched so many cartoons and yeah, that was pretty special. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was that sort of stuff was was good. We've spoken a lot about
1: your dad and your ma and your family. I wondered what what do you think um he would have said his story was? Like how do you think he would have answered the first question of what formed him and how he defined himself? Yeah. Uh if it's a shit question, by the way, feel free to ask. No, <laughs> no,
0: no, no. no. I,
1: um,
0: I think my dad's, again, like this is, God, we sound like a very predictable family. My dad modeled himself a lot on his dad. Uh, his dad was like quiet, fixing stuff, taking things apart, problem solving way. Although quiet wasn't always my dad, so I don't know where he got the more loud, showy offy streak from because it wasn't his father. Um, uh, um I think uh he would have been or considered himself quite like a bit hippieish when he was younger. Got a bit more disillusioned when he got older. I don't know, just uh, he had a really big heart and he would mm-hmm. fix anything for anyone. That was really his jam. <laughs> because it was within his you know like the when, uh, if he had of this stuff about love languages and so on like, yeah, uh, yeah 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 non-stop um so his does I mean, it's just act of act of service like if he if he knew that he could make someone's day or life easier and better within doing something that he had the knowledge and know how to do and could teach them how to do it in the process but it wasn't that good at teaching he just normally did it himself um <laughs> uh then that's where he derives an awful lot of satisfaction because he could do it. It would work and it would make someone else happy in the process. So yeah, that was his his jam. My my dad felt like a different person throughout my life. Like when I was, when I was little, he was like the biggest human in my entire world. Like he was, he was enormous and he was terrifying when he was angry. Like this thing with his eyes, like his eyebrows would just go up and There was just so much eyeball there, like staring (laughs) you in the face. And you knew you were about to get so bollocked. But He sort of had this almost like Pavlovian effect where like when the eyebrows went after a few years, he didn't have to say a word anymore. We're just like a bit terrified. Um, But then that also meant that he was this massive cuddly creature um, the rest of the time. When he wasn't, when me and my brother weren't fighting basically, which, which happened sometimes. Um, when I was a teenager and kind of growing up, I had, I had a, like, and this is probably the show off bit that comes through, uh, I had a habit of doing activities and things that always seemed to get me injured. Um, like, I, I, I took up, this is lame, but uh, rollerblading at skate parks, very, very young. And brought a lot of injuries. But dad was kind of always there to like first like encourage me um, and then pick me up (laughs) whenever I stacked it. Um, And I've lost count of the number of times that I did stupid stuff where I was kind of asking or very likely to end up hurting myself that I convinced him that it was a good idea to let me do it. And to his credit, he let me find out for myself (laughs) that it was better to think things through Uh, but, but he kind of always had my back so that was pretty amazing
1: What a legend and I can assure you that Jamie continues to do stupid shit and I'm not sure how much he actually learns from it but I'm so grateful to him for sharing those stories about his poetry and his dad and the past year Thanks man And thank you guys for listening all the way to the bit where I do the talking. Tune in next week for another episode from the What For podcast. I'm really excited about the next three episodes that I've got in the tank. One is going to be an extra special one uh, about Ramadan, as I did a big special with a whole bunch of interviews last year when I tried Ramadan for the first time. And um, I think I'm going to do it again. It starts, I think, April 12th, so I'm going to try and get it out before then. But that's going to be a bit of a different style. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And until then, stay safe, stay well, and look after each other.